Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hello. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown, and we're here to talk about all the hottest news of the week here on the podcast. Wow, what an unusual week for news in this final full week of June. Can't believe June's almost over. And now in our first full week of official summer. We've got celebs tying the knot, unexpected celebs welcoming babies, unexpected celeb couplings, unexpected celeb engagements, questionable tattoos, easily predicted breakups, royal friend fallouts, bachelor tidbits, and yes, we are still unpacking the very messy Father's Day weekend that we just celebrated, but we're still talking about it because sometimes celebrities just can't help themselves, and boy, do we love when that happens. We're answering your questions. Are Courtney and Scott getting back together? Why are Mel Gibson and Winona Ryder arguing? Don't worry, we're getting into all that and so much more. But first, let's set intentions as we do every week. That's where we ask celebrities to start doing things or stop doing them. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for this week? You know, I have a weird one for you. Oh, surprise, surprise. My celebrity intention is, well, it's, I guess, for a few people, but mainly for the owner of Leaping Lizards Cafe in Virginia Beach, where Chris Soules and Victoria Fuller were spotted. And they took that photo of them that leaked online or they put on their own Instagram. Um, One, I need the owner of this cafe to tell me every single thing they saw between the two of them and the interaction. Two, I need Victoria to now post her own photo with this farmer and her new boyfriend. Like I find it fascinating that she let the cafe be the first one to post a picture of them together. A picture that almost looks Photoshopped because it's so bizarre to see like their differences. And I'm just really fascinated by these two and I need to know everything. And if they're going to date, I need them to stop being cryptic and show me everything about them. And if you want to know more, you can listen to Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast here for the right reason. Oh my God. I did not see that obnoxious plug coming. Travis, who is your intention for this week? Mine, you know, might be a little controversial because I think we're talking about it later, but it was for Joe Giudice. Oh, we are talking about it later, but please have at it. It's going to be a little bit of a different take. It's for unsurprising or for surprising feminist icon Joe Giudice talking about replying to a commenter who said, quote, failed father, two of the four, his daughters, will end up on the pole, no doubt. To which Joe said, please remove yourself off Teresa's page. Pole dancing is a respectful job. My girls have chosen different career paths, mama, blah, blah, under control. And I was really surprised that he's not judging strippers for their time on the pole. And, you know, they could be getting their PhD or if they're not. It was just sort of nice to not him see him be an asshole for a day. And yeah. he, the two dancer emojis in there just made me laugh. Like, <laughs> if you're like parents on Instagram form, he threw in like two dancer emojis while defending pole dancing. And, and also, you I know just, who the two are. It's definitely Melania and Gia. We know. Oh, no, not Gia. Melania, I'm expecting big things for. They all like graduated from like middle school or high school, whatever they're in right now. All those kids like had like a graduation, and I just like need Melania to release another song. So that's like my always intention. Yep, me too. Can't wait to grow up would be a great pole dancing song. Oh god. Okay, moving on. Gwen, who's your intention for? Please. My intention is for Kylie Jenner. Oh. Who's not a billionaire, but we still we still love her. So Kylie stepped out this week with bright bleach blonde platinum hair. It is still TBD, whether it was an actual bleach job or a wig. I I believe believe it's a wig. I believe it's a wig. Touched by Tokyo wig, if I've ever seen one. But here is my intention for Kylie is to please take us into your wig closet. You have taken us all through the offices of Kylie Cosmetics. 
you've done a bunch of tours of your home and your beauty room, blah, 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 your makeshift salon at home. I want to see the wig closet. I want to see every single one of those Tokyo styles wigs. Yeah, me too. Maybe she keeps them all like tangled up in a drawer the way I keep my wig. And maybe the <laughs> stars are just like us. It's it's possible, Brody. It's true. You know, never know. When she was like eighteen and doing like the lime green wig, she did show a clip of her vanity with like six of the wigs on a wall. So I assume that she's keeping them in the proper way, which is hung up like Moira Rose from Shit's Creek. I think uh, that she yeah. might have been the inspiration from Moira Rose. Uh, okay, <laughs> that might be pushing it, but I appreciate the connection. Um, my intention is for Tiana Taylor. Oh, wow. Have you listened to the new abs. album? I haven't listened to the new album. I was, I think I was too gagged by just the photos from it to even like go into the music yet. It's so good. I mean, we talked about last week how she announced her pregnancy, but her new album is called The Album, and it is like capital T, capital A, The Album. I've been listening to it on repeat since it came out. It is so good. I want her to keep serving it, to keep giving us music like this. It's not one of those like short little 30-minute track like albums. It's well over an hour, all kinds of tracks, all kinds of sexiness, all kinds of beats. I want visuals for each of them, and I want her, even though she's pregnant, to promote as much as she can because this album deserves it. Yes. I love her so much. Oh, me too. Let's dive into some news. We've got some happy news to kick it off, and it's a good thing because we've got a lot of bleak, bleak yeah, we to talk about. Raven Simone announced that she got married to her partner, Miranda Midday, in a surprise ceremony. Travis, that's a Raven fan. So are you, Sarah Huron? Weren't you both? Sorry. Okay, Sarah, you are the primary That's a Raven fan on our podcast. I'm getting a vision that someone's very jealous. (laughs) 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 But weren't you guys shocked? I didn't even know they were together. I I don't think anyone knew that they were together. I remember seeing paparazzi photos when she was just an assistant and not thinking she was her girlfriend or fiance. So I was shocked. But I mean... Raven's just amazing. Anything that makes her happy is really very on top of the cake for me as a Cheetah Girls fan as well. Yes. I so was happy really... for Raven. So happy that the Cheetah Girls all sent their love. Mm-hmm. We can only hope that, that this means we're going to get, you know, a fourth Cheetah Girls movie because that's what we need. Did Keely send her love? Aquanetta? I believe she did. Remember like a couple months ago when Raven was like trying to make the Cheetah Girls like make amends with each other? Like she's really yeah. just a gift and I'm happy she yeah. has love in her life. And she looks really beamingly happy in those photos. I think we could all agree that we were like sort of touched by the happiness in her eyes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, maybe she was like trying to make amends with everyone to get in a good place before she tied the knot. Like that very like positive sort of realm thing. Mm-hmm. Bad news for the John Ham fans. He's off the market. As Us reported this week, John is dating actress Anna Osceola. They were both on Mad Men together. And this is the first woman that we've known that he's really been dating since he split from girlfriend Jennifer Westfeld years ago. And remember, he dated Jennifer Westfeld from 1997 to 2015. Right. We thought that he was maybe dating Lindsay Shookus, but we think they're just good friends. And now he's dating this gal, Anna. I'll see you I, I think it's always very interesting when someone starts dating a co-star from a long time ago, especially when they were in a long-term relationship, when they were on that show, like, were there sparks there? How'd they reconnect? Does it make the ex-girlfriend be like, hmm, what, what, what did I miss? I just, I love that little narrative, so. Oh, like Justin Hartley and his current exactly. girlfriend. Yeah. What's her name again, Sarah? The current girlfriend? Rochelle. Oh, no, no, Rochelle's that's the ex-girlfriend. Ex. Oh, the um, I don't know. She's a soap star, but. Oh, come on. They were on a show together. We shouldn't, this is your, this is your bread and butter. But, but. 
She was on Sophia, Sophia Pernis. Yeah, Pernis. Sophia Pernis. There but we go. she wasn't on Selling Sunset, so I don't have to be responsible for her. But Chriselle was on Selling Sunset. Yes, which is the Go greatest ahead. show of 2020. What? That's what everyone says. Really? I need to watch it. Everyone says it's fantastic. Really? I mean, that was a really bold statement for me to make. Uh, that was a but, foolish statement for uh, you to make. I'm just going to go with it because I watched it in a weekend. It's so easy. It's fun. It's light. There's really good house porn. The girls are like, it's like secretly catty. It's it's a little slower paced than like you're used to on reality now, but it was kind of refreshing. And I definitely think in quarantine vibes, it was great to watch. And season three is already going to come out in August and we see Chriselle get served divorce papers and be totally shook. So oh, please. 10 out of 10 recommend selling something. I, I am not subscribing to her shook narrative. Um, <laughs> but you know what, what shook narrative I'm experiencing right now? Timothy Chalamet and Isa Gonzalez. You guys, what were those steamy Mexican makeout photos? Yes, like, he's yeah. playing guitar. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, they're down in San, uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. I'm into it. I'm into it, you guys. You know what Aitza Gonzalez is? Really, really pretty. Yeah, you know she is. is. Really, really that. gorgeous. I, I don't know. I'm into it. I think that, um, you know, he's like hot young guy in Hollywood. I think uh, he should just be with all the hot girls. She is also Hollywood's rebound call. She yeah. is. Well, that is, that is a good girl. point because she was with Liam Hemsworth after his... Split with the my day own. after Brody. Yeah, one before, day before after. Wasn't she with Josh Jumal too? Yeah, she was with out. Josh Jumal yeah. after he split from Fergie. She mm-hmm. was also with Calvin Harris after he did Taylor Swift. So right she after, no yeah. problem being a rebound gal, but she is, you're lucky if you have her as a rebound gal. She's oh, very yeah. hot. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. But a I crazy really like- mother. You know, look up her mother's like Mexican history from a soap star. She's really interesting. Ooh, I really liked She's Timothy Chalamet and, and the deaf girl. Oh, Lily Rose. I know I wanted more out of that, but you know. I what? liked them together because they were totally emo, yes. Reformation ad, perfect millennial couple. But it was too perfect. It was almost too perfect. I, I need something a little bit more unexpected, and that's why I'm into this. And this is hotter, and not just because they're in Cabo San Lucas, but it's it's a got, it seems like a very hot pairing. I give it to the end of the summer. Oh, I give it till like the end of July. Yeah, I give it till next weekish. <laughs> Yikes! Let's talk about a little bit of baby news because last week after we wrapped, we broke the news that Kristen Wiig is now a new mom. Uh, that was an exclusive. Yeah, after welcoming twins earlier this year via surrogate. We also have some exclusive scoop for you this week. Emma Roberts. You know her from Scream Queens? Yes, we Um, do. From Nickelodeon's Unfabulous. Wow, thank you for taking it back there. Emma Roberts is pregnant, that's right, with her boyfriend, Garrett Hedlund's baby. That's their wow. first child. And we I forgot baby. they were dating. Well, we spotted them first in March 2019, holding hands in Silver Lake, walking around. Uh, we were the ones who also exclusively confirmed that she'd ended her engagement to on-again, off-again fiancé Evan Peters. You know what I felt nothing about, but watching Stassi Schroeder reveal she has, she is expecting a girl. I mean. Gender is a construct, and gender reveal parties I do not have any interest in, as you know, Sarah Huron, I know you're laughing. But Stassi Schroeder, I don't feel any sort of celebratory moment for her after she was fired from Vanderpump Rules. I think she needs to be spending more time reflecting and educating herself instead of taking to Instagram to be sharing her excitement, even if this is a huge development in her life, and she's sharing a milestone about her pregnancy. Yeah, I was surprised she, one, already knows the gender because she's 
do the enough sex. standards. She knows the sex. The sex. She knows I'm the sorry. Sex. She knows yeah. the sex. Yeah. The sex is female. And she, I'm sure, is very excited about that. Stassi, you know, I, I assume would be hoping for a girl. She's a girly girl. But she's due in January. So I'm kind of surprised that, one, she already knows. And two, that she's already posting it. I think she's probably a little upset that sh- her pregnancy was scooped by usmagazine.com and is now trying <laughs> to take back the narrative. And my main concern, I mean, there's a lot of concerns, but I just don't understand how she already is trying to pretend she has a baby bump when she's like not even four months pregnant. Like she's holding on to that spot in her dress, just trying to kind of, you know, whatever. And also interesting to see which co-stars were supporting her because Jax, Katie, Kristen, all up in those comments, but nothing from Lala, who we know is close with Faith again. So it's, it's all, the racist, all the racist cast members. <laughs> the problematic I didn't say one. it, you did. Well, yeah, my main concern is that she really hasn't gotten the point and she's not really gotten the point across that she has learned from this experience. And as for the Stasi Kristen of it all, a source told us that they're talking more and more. They wouldn't consider themselves best friends in the moment, but their personal drama with each other has taken a backseat and they've been able to reconnect a little and be there for one another. Nothing brings you together like a scandal. Yeah, like a racist scandal. Or a, um, or a new publicist to try to fix oh, your racist scandal. Or that too. Now, Stassi's birthday is today. That's Wednesday, June 24th. And while we haven't gotten her any presents and we won't be celebrating this occasion, you know what? It's time to play. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Oh, that's right. It's where we step into the imaginary ring and put imaginary gloves on the celebrities who are really celebrating bur- their birthdays this week. This- Wait, can we have Stassi be the pregnant bikini girl holding yes, down one? Yes, of course we can. Hello, <laughs> these are our dreams. Did, did you include her co-star, our animatics, whose birthday it also is today? No, I, I did not. I don't recognize that. You can do round two. Uh, well, yes. Ariana is very um, woke, so you should give her some love. We'll see about that. But this round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by Rebecca Black, the Friday singer who turns oh, this week. I love her. Bisexual icon. I saw her DJ at an event in December that Leah Michelle also sang at. It's just like a wild time. Wow. That I was like, is that real. Rebecca Black? It sure was. All right, Gwen, first round. Meryl Streep turns 71 on June 22nd versus Cindy Lauper, who turns 67 on June 22nd. I mean, um, Brody, this is difficult. It's really, really difficult because they are both absolute queens, one of acting and one of singing. However, I'm going to say that Cindy is probably a little bit Mm. slower in the ring than Meryl and a little side hook would take her right out. Meryl Streep. You think that's crazy. Cindy Lauper would kick her, kick Meryl Streep for I mean, theoretically she would, but Cindy Lauper is like... I think that it would be, she would be like thinking of new lyrics and Meryl would just slide in and take her out. Travis, please stand down. This is not your round. Your round. I will, I will, I will. We have Lana Del Rey, who turns 35 on June 21st, versus Ariana Grande, who turns 27 on June 26th. Don't call me angel collaborators. Took took it right out of my mouth. Uh, Ariana Grande has definitely hit her with her ponytail, cutting her cornea. She can't see. She's afraid. And then Ariana Grande trips her for just a quick KO. That's beautifully done. <laughs> We're going to step away from the singers. I, I'm considering Meryl Streep a singer. Sure, you saw Mamma Mia. And Sarah, <laughs> you've got Busy Phillips turning 41 on June 25th oh. versus Khloe Kardashian, who turns 36 on June 27th. Oh, my God. I love both of them. I know you do. Yeah. That's hard. We'll get to it. I mean, Khloe's kind of like a boss. Like, she's yeah. like kind of scary. But I almost think... 
Busy Phillips like punched James Franco on the set of Freaks and Geeks. So, <laughs> and Chloe's like been through a lot. So I think she might just be defeated. So I'm mm. going to go Busy. Oh, okay. That's I like that. Yeah. Gwen, you've got 71-year-old Meryl Streep versus 27-year-old Ariana Grande. Who wins? Wow. Again, really, really <laughs> tough because you know that Ariana would be swinging that ponytail around doing pirouettes to try That's to take so cool. Meryl out. But Meryl would still just punch her squarely in the face and knock her right out. This is, this is true. That's good. So, Travis, you have 71-year-old Meryl Streep and 41-year-old Busy Phillips. Who wins? Busy Phillips lays down, throws the fight because she knows Meryl is a true queen. Meryl Streep wins. Wow. Happy birthday, Meryl Streep. I want the rumors of Mama Mia 3 to be true. I know. They're not. They're already but, unconfirmed. I, By the way, but Mama Mia 2 is better than Mama Mia 1. Agreed, Gwen. Oh. Mama Mia 2 was the best movie ever. Ever. I don't ever I really like to be either one. You two have such wildly questionable taste. I can't, oh you know God, when Cher comes down from the helicopter? I mean, everything. Really great. And everything. Lily James was so good. The whole thing was, was just so perfectly good. done. Oh, you, you guys know what I tried to watch two nights ago, and I really thought my little gay musical loving heart would love it. Yentl, and I was, and I couldn't. I couldn't well, it's it. too dated, is what it is. That's what it was. It was. And I was it's like, also, it's quite slow, but it is yeah. one of Babs's best vehicles. 1983, and I was like, yeah. I can't. You should watch Grease too instead. I would do that actually. It's fantastic. I love Grease too. Thank you for the alternative. You know whose birthday it also is? Brooks Lake. That's right. Former Julian Hall. And proud owner of an incredible mohawk haircut that he went back to get it trimmed even tighter and higher. You can read all about it on usmagazine.com slash stylish. You sure can. And guess how Brooks celebrated, he was celebrating his birthday with his former brother-in-law, Derek Huff, and his girlfriend. They did a birthday workout. This is good for Brooks. He also, we spotted him stepping out without his ring on since he and Julianne announced their split less than a month ago. Julianne Hoff, on the other hand, we've not been seeing lately. We've heard from a source she's not in a great place. She has this darker maple brown color for her hair. Our source told us she wanted a look that was muted to match with how she's feeling right now. She feels depressed. She doesn't want to be noticed or do press right now or get photographed. She's not in a good place. I roll. Also, okay, well, haters everywhere. Remember when she dyed her hair red and was like, I've never felt more me. And then like two weeks later, she was blonde again. It's called being a chameleon. I actually do remember that. It's okay. called being a chameleon. Cool. And she took that chameleon a, a little too far and uh, got a little racist when she was wearing blackface years ago. That had to come up again recently as people, there's been this reckoning where people have been looking at their past and how they have been racist or had microaggressions. And as we know, in 2013, she dressed as a character from Orange is the New Black. And she, yes, and she had um, blackface on. She addressed this in a recent discussion she said i was in my own suffering wasn't able to see the macro suffering made it about myself and i centered myself in the situation because i wanted people so badly to understand me and my character that i couldn't see the suffering of so many others she blamed her socialization she said she doesn't even feel the need to punish herself she wanted people to ignore it she wanted people to forget it but she knows she needs to address it at least she's having this moment of clarity and she's saying now she's here to join the conversation i think that's helpful to do in terms of her being I an ally. I thought after she had that exorcism on stage, she was supposed to be all free and clear. I mean, that 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 still sticks with me. and <laughs> Right? Inspired. Daily. Whenever she's like, I'm not doing well, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's getting another exorcism. <laughs> Whatever she says she's not doing, okay? She's like, call that guy over. I got a demon. Something Kinergy. to clear it up. Kinergy. Kinergy. Right. Well, 
There was also some surprising, and this is definitely bleaker news last week, Danny Masterson has been charged oh. with three counts of rape by force or fear. This is more than three years after he was first accused. He posted bail, and the L.A. district attorney said that in a press release, he allegedly raped a 23-year-old woman between January December 2001, another woman between April 2003, and another 23-year-old woman between October and December 2003. And now... Danny Masterson's attorney said that Danny is innocent and we're confident he'll be exonerated when all the evidence finally comes to light and witnesses have the opportunity to testify. And he said that Danny and his wife are in complete shock that these nearly 20-year-old allegations are suddenly resulting in charges being filed. This is definitely... No, I mean, it's so bleak and so horrible, but at the same time, I was so excited when I saw that he was finally being charged because this came out a long time ago and... Some of his alleged, the women that he allegedly raped were also Scientologists. And there's a lot of reports about how the church mishandled this situation and that they were forced to pay for therapy and basically told that it was their fault and that the church protected Danny Masterson. And then a few years ago, when during the Me Too movement, this all came up again. But the only thing that happened was he was fired from that Netflix show, The Ranch, and he still wasn't charged. So when I saw this, it was almost just like this littlest bit of justice for these women who have been trying to fight this for so long and they stayed anonymous. They're not, they're just trying to get justice and get this guy, you know, what in, in court, like he, like what should happen. So I'm really, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that these women feel some sense of comfort in that, but it's, it's hard. It is hard, and hopefully they'll have a chance to tell their story in court and we'll be able to get to the bottom of it uh, again as Danny's legal side maintains they know the allegations to be false, but of course there are two sides to this, and the women definitely have an opportunity to share, should have an opportunity to share their stories and fight for their truth. There have been other allegations in the last week. This was a very strange situation. There were anonymous Twitter users making sexual assault and harassment allegations against a number of people on the Riverdale cast. There was Cole Sprouse, Lily Reinhart, Vanessa Morgan, and KJ Appa on the receiving end of this. One woman claimed that Cole had assaulted her during a 2013 party, while another user made similar claims against his co-stars. And then one of the accounts later tweeted, do you see how easy it is to lie and you guys will believe it? Vanessa Morgan and KJ Appa didn't do jack shit. Cole and Lily addressed the allegations via social media and shut down any involvement in such acts. Earlier today, myself and three other castmates were falsely accused of sexual offense by anonymous accounts on Twitter. I take these accusations very seriously and will be working with the right teams to get to the root of it, Cole wrote on Twitter. He said, false accusations do tremendous damage to victims of actual assault. Furthermore, I would never seek to silence anybody. I encourage that people look into the accusations themselves, as the events detailed were factually untrue. It seems to be the latest claim in a series of incidents seeking to baselessly cancel my castmates and me. Very, very strange situation, and we saw a lot of his Riverdale co-stars come to his defense. I mean, there's nothing worse than lying about sexual assault, especially to try to make a point on Twitter. And the same yeah. thing, I mean, I guess you never really know, and as he said, investigate the you know claims and see that they don't even make sense factually. And the same thing with Justin Bieber. Be Justin Bieber, Ansel Elgort. Justin Bieber um, using an Us Weekly article as yeah. proof that he was with selena gomez on one of the days that was just like a wild turn of events it's amazing. Yes, there, there, amazing yeah what there was a woman who claimed that he sexually assaulted her in 2014 and he went through a very lengthy defense on twitter showing proof it was very shocking that he brought up selena gomez but obviously he was doing it for a purpose to show that he was with selena he said there's no truth to the story 
Ansel Elgort was also on the receiving end of allegations from a woman who took to social media and said she was assaulted. And he explained the situation. He said he had a brief consensual legal relationship with a woman, but he didn't handle the breakup well, but he denied assault. That was a little bit of a weird statement. I didn't handle the breakup well. It means he ghosted her, Sarah. He probably ghosted her. I know. That 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 does not make a sexual predator. He's just a bad, bad boy. Yeah, she made it seem like he was such a sexual predator. And she was like, it was like 18 and 20 years old. Like, does not a sexual predator make? He was just a total dick to her. Yeah, but again, we don't know her situation. And I think we'll hopefully hear more about it. I read a lot of the fan like comments and like naysayers. And it seems like the dates line up that, but he's not very sexual predatory. It's, It's also very tough because, you know, we're in a situation where, where we are, hoping that more people can come forward about uh, sexual violence and misconduct they've had to, they've been the subject of receiving end of. So I hope that if there are false allegations that it does not discourage other people from coming forward. And, you know, even when people are leaping on them and if there, there are differing accounts that we can find some justice and get to the bottom of it, even though that can be hard to do. Speaking of finding justice and getting to the bottom of it, this this Winona writer, Mel Gibson stuff, you guys, wasn't this so weird? Oh my God. It was really horrifying to hear the specifics about what Mel Gibson was saying at this party. Yeah. when Winona, in a new interview with the UK's Sunday Times, said she was at a crowded party with one of her good friends in the late 90s. And Mel Gibson was smoking a cigar. We're all talking. He said to my friend, who's gay? This is These are her words. She said that Mel said, oh, wait, am I going to get AIDS? And then something came up about Jews, and he said, you're not an oven dodger, are you? And then she she said that he tried to apologize for the incident at a a later date. And this, I mean, this is unbelievable. Well, it's very Mel Gibson. I mean, he went off the deep end many moons ago. Let's, Let's be honest. Yeah, so I guess to that point, it's not unbelievable. But I think... Yeah, he's like out of his mind. He's on another planet. Well, he said really hideous things about the Jewish community before, and he's. What's the phrase when people show you who they are, believe them? That's the Mm -hmm. phrase, Sarah. Here, that's right. That's not so with his sugar tits. (laughs) Yeah, but but it's it's really horrifying. And then his publicist said this is a hundred percent untrue. Winona lied about it over a decade ago when she talked to the press, and she's lying about it now. Also, she lied about him trying to apologize to her back then. He did reach out to her many years ago to confront her about her lies, and she refused to address it with him. Hold up. You do not call Winona Ryder, our longstanding queen, a liar, one. And she told us, I believe in redemption and forgiveness and hope that Mr. Gibson has found a healthy way to deal with his demons, but I am not one of them. Around 1996, my friend Kevin O'Quan and I were on the receiving end of his hateful words. It is a painful and vivid memory for me. Only by accepting responsibility for our behavior in this life can we make amends and truly respect each other. I wish him well on that lifelong journey. Yikes. The only person that calls Winona a liar is the manager at Saks Fifth Avenue in Los Angeles in 2000. Oh. <laughs> when she said that she had paid for those items. Everyone is a past. Everyone is a past. Everyone is a past. Hey, Travis, can you tell us what happened on this day in pop culture history? Oh, my God. I sure can. Well, I was sort of thinking of Sarah Huron for this one. But in 2002, From Justin to Kelly was released today. I love that movie. <laughs> I know you do. What a nice time that a season one winner of American Idol could, you know, just star in a movie right off the gate. And the runner-up. We should have done that with more of them. I thought that was a really good move, and they should have too. And this was also the year in 2003 that William and Kate started dating. They were spotted on their first ski trip in March. 
And then on this day, she told the press, look, I'm only 22 for God's sakes. I don't want to get married until I'm at least 28 or 29. That is what William told the son about dating Kate. And a little pop quiz one for you. In 2002, Britney Spears debuted her first fragrance. What was it called, Hollywood? Curious? <gasps> yes, it was Curious. <gasps> wow. Curious. High school. I love, I, I love curious a- Curious is a great scent. Curious is a great I definitely scent. had that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed, Sarah. Thanks. I'm not as boring as you think I am. Sarah, don't talk about yourself like that. And who told you I said that about you? Travis? Speaking of the Royals, I liked your little Royals tidbit, Travis, but whoa, mm-hmm. Jessica Moroni, girl, what did you I do? mean, what I find so insane about all this, I mean, there's a lot of things that I find really insane. Not, mm-hmm. not entirely surprising, but the really horrible thing is, you know, did you hear that her husband, Ben Mulroney, yes, stepped down yes. from his hosting gig yes. this week and you know, those Mulroney boys are in line to become, you know, to run for prime minister of Canada one day. Yeah. Now, nope, because Jessica Mulroney put her big foot in her big mouth and acted really inappropriately. That's over now. She did. She was a former BFF with Meghan Markle and her stylist, and she came under fire after she was fighting with influencer Sasha Exeter, who is a black woman who was posting things on social media about Black Lives Matter and the need for people to speak out. And Jessica was criticizing her and telling her not to pre- put you know pressure on people to, to speak out. Very strange. And then Jessica was basically threatening Sasha's livelihood and saying she well, what was- happened was they yeah. had this very public sort of Twitter feud over what Sasha believed was, was Jessica's inaction for the Black Lives Matter movement. And they sort of had their words back and forth. But then, allegedly, and it's not allegedly because Sasha did screen grab it and post it, Jessica slid into Sasha's DMs and told her that, that she was going to, you know, she, thre- she threatened yeah. her livelihood. That she yeah. was going to get in really touch with the brands that back her. You know, I mean, it was pretty aggressive. And, you know, it was- and I will it was ruin you? Prime Karen behavior. Prime. Yeah. Prime Karen, prime Karen behavior. She also pulled like prime Karen behavior when she put that comment. She said about uh, being best friends with someone who is racist. I mean, it's just the entitlement, the entitlement before they even got to the DM, which was the Karen behavior. I mean, it's, it's, as I say, astonishing, but not entirely surprising. Because here's someone princess of Canada, you know, but she rose to fame on the, you know, she hitched her car to like the fame that she was getting from Megan's, you know, from dressing Megan for the wedding. I mean, if you remember Megan and and Harry's royal wedding, which was, you know, like my prime event of that year, if you guys remember, but those two little boys, the page boys are her twins. And it was like, you know, she got sort of really, really famous off of being a pretty sidekick. Yes, and what we heard from a source was that their friendship has started to become less strong before this drama went down. Megan has been supportive of Jessica, but it was a bit off-putting for her when Jessica seemingly uses their friendship for headlines. And Megan is obviously very sensitive when people do this. Now, another source told us that when Jessica made that comment about her closest friend in the discourse with Sasha, and she, she was saying, oh, my closest friend, and talking about how she understands 
seeing beyond white privilege and, and systemic racism. That is basically textbook, that bullshit move. Oh, but I've got black friends. I can't be racist, which right. our source said Megan could not get over that, that Jessica brought up her relationship with Megan when she commented about her closest friend. And that, that was hugely offensive to Megan and the deciding factor for her and that Megan considers their relationship to be done. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, and you don't say like, "Oh my God, I'm not racist. I have a black friend." When she's no. like the most famous princess in the world, too. And she's like, it, "Talk about the struggle of the Black Lives Matter music." Not to take it, it away from Megan, but just weird flag. It was. It was just. It was so <laughs> ill-advised way to use Megan's name in another situation. You shouldn't have been using it in her. Class. And also, exactly. just using like, Megan's name in the bad racist way to say you right. care about black people. Oh God! But why right. would you even have this argument publicly on social media? It's just so. Yeah, girl. Pick up the, the entitlement. Paper trail, at least. She's not brand new, but she's acting like it. You know who I want to see more of an argument spill out between Bobby Burke and Aviva Drescher? Sarah, I know this must have warmed your little housewives' love and heart. You know, I was pretty shook. So he, can you tell me again exactly what he said, though? Because I was out last week when this all happened, but then I saw everyone like figuring out it was Aviva and it made me laugh really hard. She stole from him or something? He said, basically stole from me. He said he was in business with one of the Real Housewives of New York, and she basically stole from me. And then everyone realized that they found like an old story, and they put it together that it was Aviva, and I think it's pretty hilarious. That- he said that this housewife and her husband tried to bully him into designing her house for free and later took things from his store without his permission. And he confronted her and he said, you literally stole from my store. He said, Literally. and then they said, you know what? Let's go to court. That'll be good TV. And you know who thinks like that? Aviva Drusher. And so people found that Bobby had wrote on Twitter in September 2014. Ooh, baby, they had to dig the receipts for that. Oh, at Aviva Drusher, you're such a con artist. Guess I'm not the only one you effed over. So pathetic. Wow. Aviva had quite the run on Roni because her first season, it was like, oh, like she has had this tragic accident happen to her and she has. You know, her leg. She's Fran Fine's cousin. She is? She's Fran Drescher's. She's related to Fran Drescher. Aviva Drescher. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yes. Oh my God, I'm shook. Yeah, she is. Well, there's that. Um, And she just, I feel like, definitely had her moments. But season five, she was a little bit more loved. And then season six, she came in with the whole ghost writer and with the leg throwing. And I feel like people quickly were like, all right, this crazy. Was that the anxiety too when she was like, I have anxiety about flying? Oh, yeah, she had asthma all of a sudden because she didn't want to go to Montana. She was very, I found her very unlikable on the show. She needed her husband um, because of her flying anxiety come on the girls trip. Yes, read. She was, and then she called Ramona and Sonia white trash because they weren't like, like bowing down to read for getting her on the plane. Yeah. And then she threw her leg in a very obvious setup scene. Yeah. And she, she tried to make it seem so spontaneous, but then she didn't even get asked back for the following season. The only thing fake or artificial about me is this. this. And it was her high heeled spray painted leg, which is my favorite one of hers. (laughs) It's really cute. I mean, that that was a, a great moment, but also really embarrassing and trying way too hard. Yeah. I think that's why they didn't let her back. I think she they knew that that was her full potential. Yeah, they were like, and you just jumped the shark. Thirst. With, with one leg. Thirst. And not just thirst. I had hunger to, after watching that Ja Rule video. Did you guys see that? Slap your mama! I'm Christo's got the best motherfucking gyros, gyros. You ever f***ing ate your life, so good. Take one lick, lick tip. Mm. You got to have Peter's. Peter's. Pop Cristo Peter's. They got everything. I'm going to just give you a rundown of some of my favorites. They got Thai 
Taziki. Oct uh, hold on. Octopodkia. Well, uh, whatever. But it's good. Albolanmano soup. Pizza. And they got wine too. I'm telling you, come on down to Papa Cristo. You can't even pronounce the food. It's so damn good. Show them what you're working with, Papa. Show them how you do it. Hey, yeah, Papa. Hey, where are you? Papa Cristo, are you here? Papa, Papa, Papa Cristo, are you here? Come on down to Papa Cristo. 2771 West Boulevard Pico. Or you can call right now and get it delivered. Papa Cristo. Ooh, make you want to do the dance. Oh, what wow. the hell was that? That is this. Uh, Sarah, you need to get with it. Can you please get on the internet her. for once in your life? More I than think we canceled Ja Rule over Fire Festival. Sarah, no, don't you fine. believe in redemption? My gosh, what is wrong with you? Get into 2020 and get on the internet. More than four million people have watched this. I like when he tries to pronounce the octopus day. <laughs> I know. Was it an uh, ad? Yes, it's an ad that he's made for this restaurant. He did this commercial for this new TV show he's doing, but they released this ad and it's gone really viral and people are freaking out because it's obviously super funny him trying to talk about the all the Greek dishes and like and his excitement for this food. Anyhow, I I, I needed to play the audio for you guys because that was just like such a uh, incredible treat. You should so. watch. There's there's a lot of visual masterpieces, especially like the old Greek guy as the hip hop DJ. It's just yes. like his face in it is is a standout. It's one. like one of those old school like commercials from the '90s where it's like come on down and it, like a lot of flashing shots and it zoom ins on things you don't need to be zoomed in. <laughs> and he's just looking at Tzuki and he's like Yeah, I get it. Uh, Father's Day, y'all. We just came through Father's Day, but there was so much to unpack. I'm still unpacking it with my newly weakened by quarantine, no gym time arms. Kylie and Stormy and Travis were together, of course, celebrating Father's Day. Kristen and Chloe were together with True for Father's Day. Boo! Sarah, I wish you would adhere to women supporting women. I, I, I think that would be a nice page for you to I don't support Tristan third trimester Thompson. Well, listen, a source told us Chloe and Tristan are not romantically back together. They are co-parenting. And we also believe Courtney and Scott spent Father's Day together. And of course, everyone wants to know, are Courtney and Scott back together? Well, a source tells us Courtney and Scott, hate to break it to you, are not back together. They are not getting back together. And our source says they will not get back together. I hate to break it to you. I'm so upset, honestly. Very Taylor Swift song. They are never, ever, ever. Ever. I'm still holding out hope. I think these two are going to end up together in a nursing home. Our source said no. Believe it, sister. It's like the notebook. They belong together. Oh, (laughs) right. Get that out of here. Chris Jenner, in doing her Father's Day tribute, uploaded a picture with Travis Scott, Kanye West. Scott Disick, Tristan Thompson, Rob Kardashian, Rob Kardashian Sr., and left Caitlyn out of it. Oh, she do yeah. this every year? <laughs> yeah. And then she has to re-upload it because all the yeah. comments are like, where's Caitlyn? Yeah, then she deleted it and re-uploaded it with Caitlyn added. I loved it so much. I was I like, feel like oh. this has happened so many times. Like, Chris. At like, least three years in a row. Write yourself a Include Caitlyn. The shade. Well, last week I asked you who you'd invite to your fantasy Father's Day barbecue. Remember that? Hey, so I wanted to invite you to my DILF barbecue next Sunday. (laughs) Well, since 2020 has been such an unexpected shit show and has turned out 
nothing like we expected. I wanted to hear who actually turned up at your fantasy Delph barbecue over the weekend. Gwen, you said you'd want Brad Pitt because you'd serve him tacos and peach pie. Dwayne Johnson, you'd make him tequila t- cocktails with his Terramana tequila. Justin Thoreau with Beyond Meat. And Andrew Cuomo with his hot Italian sausages. Who actually showed up? I mean, none of them showed up, Brody. Oh, no. And here's the thing. I baked that peach pie. I spent like, you know how hard it is to make a pie from scratch? Yeah, I do actually. All right. But you know who did show up? Oh, who did? Like really the hottest dad of all. Wow. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, you're a lucky gal. Gwen Chris Flamberg. Hemsworth showed up. And you know what he has, Brody? A really, what? really hot hammer. <laughs> He's got a great hammer. So I took some chicken breasts and I let him hammer them down into the yards (laughs) and I put them on the grill and we had a grand old time with his hammer. You know, look at you making lemonade out of that. You know, that is the story of 2020. That's true. That's very sage. Well done. Travis, you said Lenny Kravitz with his kids and whatever, meet David and Harper Beckham, Dwayne Wade and Kavya in charge of drinks, and Jason Momoa. Who showed up to your Dilf barbecue? Oh, you know, my Dilf barbecue, buddy, did not turn out as expected. I actually had sent out invites to the wrong publicist, and Hulk Hogan arrived with his daughter's best friend, (laughs) the affair that broke up his marriage. Which was really similar. But then a theme emerged, Brody, when Woody Allen and Soon Ying Previn came. Oh, His stepdaughter, no. right? Oh, no. And it was almost too no. much when these dads oh, with their no. daughter and going up to my Dill barbecue. Oh, and then, no. of course, Harley Sheen did arrive with his Thanksgiving Day prostitute. Oh! That we know Denise Richards invited in. So I also gave her a seat at the table and wow. the chicken leg. And then the last couple that showed up really was the trouble, the problem starters. It was Michael Lohan and Kate Mayhor with the screaming oh. baby. And the police were called because of a domestic dispute and it ruined my entire no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Not as expected. Sarah, you said Jason Momoa is also coming to your Delph barbecue. Josh Dumel, Kyle Chandler, who actually showed up to your Delph barbecue? Well, first Tom Cruise came with a salad, and I oh. told him to leave and go see Surrey for the first time oh. in a decade. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Allegedly, and then Vicky Gumbelson's ex Brooks showed up with oh. some more altered paperwork from City of Hope Hospital, oh. Oh. and that was it. And that was enough. That's when I got back inside and. Close the barbecue forever. Oh. <laughs> well, no one showed up to mine, and Aaron Carter sent a little half-eaten, one of those little plastic things of Mott's applesauce. <laughs> um, and he wrote a note, but it all got applesauce all over it, so I couldn't read it. And that's how I spent my Delph barbecue, tried in the life for that. It was pretty sad. It didn't seem as happy as the one that Brian Austin Green had with his sons. He spent Father's Day with his three of his four sons after his split from Megan Fox. And he said that his eldest texted him Cassius. That's who he shares with his ex-fiance, Vanessa Marcel. Noting that today would have been Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox's 10th wedding anniversary, which really, wow. Now she's, as we know- Now off- she's Machine Gun Kelly's bloody Valentine. Oh boy, <laughs> Valentine's Day is every day for those two. I can't believe it. And Travis, as you noted, there was a sweet little back and forth between Teresa and Joe on Father's Day. We saw Justin Timberlake talking about how he's talking to Silas, his son, about racism and teaching their son to love and respect everyone and that all people are created equal. No one should be treated differently because of the color of their skin. And Kristen Cavallari, former shade queen on the hills, shading it in real life. 
trying to be a little generous with her post to Jay Cutler. She said, save the best for last. Happy late Father's Day to Jay. That was a little strange. She said that her kids were lucky to have such a loving father in their lives. Hopefully they all three get a smidge of their heart of gold. This is surprising after these two had heart a Heart of gold. That's a heart new one, KCAV. That is new, especially after they had such a contentious divorce. And why the day late? I didn't quite get that. Maybe he hacked her Instagram to post it the same way she hacked his to post wow, it. Wow, she did not hack his Instagram. Allegedly. She did not hack his Instagram. But I thought it was gracious and way more gracious than Gwen Stefani's post about Gavin Rosdale. When she did a Happy Father's Day post, it was just to Blake Shelton. She said, thank you for helping me raise these boys. We love you. And she had pictures she of him. Gavin Rosdale. And, I mean, clearly. I mean, listen, really I know... Does. I know he cheated on her and did her dirty, but one would think that after years of co-parenting, there'd be some friendship or something, but clearly that is not what she's feeling. I'm so shook that Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton are so solid and still together. That was solid. I never would have seen that coming. It just never goes well for the ex. Yeah, it's a a really dick move. The nanny ones are like, they never get you're Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck because she's a saint and she'll forgive anyone, I guess. Yeah, that's true. true. She's a saint. She's an outlier. Yeah. Well, you saw that Lady Gaga gave her dad a box of Oreos. That's what he said on Fox Business Network's morning. And he said that his other daughter was taking him on a long bike ride. That That is a shocking gift for her dad, the box of Oreos, but not one I would have turned down. I forgot about this dad because he came up in quarantine because remember his restaurant, Joanne Trattoria, mm. and he had tried to do during coronavirus pandemic. He tried to do a GoFundMe and people got so mad at him because they were like, hello, your daughter is like worth an estimated $270 million, $75 million. Like, why are you doing a fundraiser for your employees? Like, can't you pay them? Yeah, you hopefully um, for Father's Day, he got a check. I mean, <laughs> maybe it was hidden in that box of Oreos. But I thought maybe Joanne's Trattoria could use a commercial like um, the Ja Rule commercial for that Greek place. I mean, it would be kind of great. It would be kind of great. <laughs> great. It's me, Lady Gaga's dad, coming to you for Joanne's Trattoria. Remember Joanne, the pink album? Come and eat Lady Gaga's favorite lasagna, bouillonese, and crazy spaghetti with the meatballs. Garlic bread, garlic bread, all the garlic bread. You need it. We've got dishes like fusilli with the mushrooms, and you got the eggplant to parmigiano. Dish is so good, you'll slap your dad for the lawsuit of benefiting off of your name. It makes you so good, you'll want to do the rain on me dance. Lady Gaga made me in the kitchen. Forget your monster asses in here. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you so much. Oh, that was so good. That was really special. Thank you for your they didn't even know what they were getting. We are we are just gifting them. That was so benevolent. Well done, Travis. Thank you for that. Move over, job rule. <laughs> Move over, job rule. Well, that was a delight. Uh, Post Malone, I read on Stylish, usmagazine.com slash stylish. He has a new tattoo. Giant. Maybe his oh, biggest one yet. A skull. On his face. Mm-hmm. A giant skull. There was space to have a bigger tattoo on his face? You know, ever since we published on usmagazine.com slash stylish, the real reason why he started getting face tattoos, I'm just like sad for him and I'm for whatever he wants to do. He started getting his tattoos, Sarah, because he felt like he wasn't attractive. Oh, he he said to GQ, I'm an ugly ass motherfucker. Oh, I wasn't going to use that strong style. language, Brody. However, oh, well, you know what? I will. You know, listen, if he feels like the face tattoos 
make him more of who he actually is and how he wants to be seen. All the power to him, you know? He started a trend. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Guys, can you believe that Love is Blind was in February? No. Oh, and Fear was in January. And what was in January? Fear. Those were yeah. both things we watched this year. Well, how about Too Hot to Handle was like in March. That was like at the beginning of the pandemic. I skipped that one. I skipped that one too. I skipped that one too. But I thought about Love is Blind again because Elsie and Mark, who got together after Mark had proposed to Jessica and she turned him down, they've split. And Elsie is saying that he cheated on her and that he was dating someone else and that they were supposed to be exclusive. And he told us that, oh, they weren't exclusive and... Like, he's not really sorry about it. He said, I enjoyed spending time with Elsie for a few weeks, but at no point were we in an exclusive relationship. But she confirmed herself. I wish yeah. her the absolute best. Ew, Mark, we were rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah, he, I guess, justice for Jessica? Plot twist of 2020? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. I do think that they have shown us the new way forward for new relationships where you, like, actually don't see each other or touch because that's very pro-COVID. Pro you know what else that is? That's Dina Lohan getting engaged to this guy long distance who she hasn't hung out with, who she had like a Facebook relationship with. Now she's engaged. Yeah. Listen, that checks out. Remember when she was on Big Brother? Yes. I, I mean, he mailed, this guy mailed a, an engagement ring to her. I'm like shocked that she's engaged. I'm shocked Heather Locklear is engaged to Chris Heisner. That was crazy to me after they've been so on and off and it's been so erratic and messy there. And she went Heather- to rehab at least two times. In yeah. the relationship. Didn't she marry her other like on again, off again guy and it lasted for like, a uh, month, forty-two days. I worry about her. Kay Sambora, her was, and Denise switched husbands, right? Yeah, something like that. But she, but she, then, was, she also ahead. reunited with one of the like her old. I don't know if it was a Melrose Place co-star or I don't know. Oh she, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I it was really whatever show she did before Melrose Place, where she was like the hot new ingenue. No, but this yeah. is a, a long way from 2018. She was arrested for domestic violence, and she had battered him. But wait—that's the guy she's engaged to. Yes, she was placed under a 5150 hold in 2018 after there were reports that she assaulted him. But you know, now in April of this year, she celebrated a year of sobriety. So it seems like she's made a, a big turnaround. <laughs> uh, thoughts and prayers, teas and peace. Thoughts and prayers. And also, you know, we've seen people who've survived quarantine. Kate Beckinsale, Goody Grace. They're saying I love you on Instagram. That's shocking okay. to me. Makes a difference. Dennis shocking. Quaid, his rep confirmed to us he married Laura Savoy quietly during He's quarantine. living real life parent trap. He's 66, 27. That's wild. Um, he also came to my barbecue with his child bride. <laughs> yeah, his 27-year-old bride. Sarah, what's going on with Claire Crawley? Are they going to start the Bachelorette season? Yes, they are going to start the Bachelorette season. Um, she didn't say the date, but she confirmed to Rachel Lindsay and Becca Kufrin on their podcast that she just found out the date she's leaving, which is exciting. And it's going to be what we thought a quarantine type situation where they're all in the same place and they stay there and they don't travel. And she admitted to Googling most of the contestants, which is no surprise. And I don't think most of those contestants will still be on the show. They haven't said that yet. But um, I'm really excited to get this show on the road because then we can watch Claire and that's the closer we get to Matt James, the love of my life. Oh, wow. (laughs) Get in line, Sarah. Well, guys, it's time for 25 Things You Don't Know About Me, where I go into the archives and pull out an old issue and try to get these three to guess who we did this list with at the time. Now, listeners, if you remember reading a list in the past from one of our issues you want me to quiz these three on, let me know. But for now, they will have to guess who we did this list with 
in our December 2010 issue. Oh boy. Okay. Buckle up. Number one, I'm a devoted yogi having practiced for five years. Number two, I love my mama. Number three, I'm afraid of bees and sharks. Number four, I enjoy adventures in motorcycling. Number five, and long walks on the beach. Kidding. Number six, I didn't go to college. Number seven, my father is the owner of M. Frederick, not Fredericks of Hollywood, although that would be awesome. Number eight, I have a profound respect for people with real jobs. Number nine, my favorite movie of all time, E.T. Number 10, I still use the bunny ear method to tie shoes. Number 11, tequila is my favorite drink. Number 12, I haven't thrown up since I was nine years old. Number 13, I drink coffee, not tea. Number 14, I'm an extremely good Scrabble player. Number 15, Harry I Reeves. Good. No. Number 15, Nate Richards. No. Number 15, I feel guilty that I don't read enough, but I'm kind of totally cool with it as well. Number 16, I was an extremely shy child. Number 17, I make a shepherd. No. <laughs> Number 17, I make legendary scrambled eggs. Number 18, I really wish I spoke five languages, but I only speak one. The count. Oh. I was going to say the Countess, but she speaks three. Oh, okay. eggs a la Francaise, not scrambled eggs for the Countess. <laughs> I know. I thought she was, he was playing us. Fine. Number 19, Blank was our second band to get a record deal. First one was when we were in high school. Oh. Number, number 20, I have an extensive collection of superhero underwear. Number 21, I have Steven more tattoos. Tyler. No. Number 21, I have more tattoos than you think. Number the, guy from the, green, the guy from Green Day. <laughs> no. Number 22, my Armstrong. Number 22, my mom hates them. Number 23, I had really bad acne. Travis Parker. No. Number 23, I had really bad acne as a teenager. Number 24. Kendall no. He wins. No. You're, you're so close. Joel Madden. Benji Madden. No, you're so close, you guys. You're so close. Patrick, the guy who's the fall boy lead no, singer. Can I get the disco guy? No, you're so close. I can't stand it. Number 24, I'm extremely grateful for all that I have, which is a lot. Number 25, I have, I have a single handsome Oh, Lou Aldridge's husband. Who? Ryan Teeter. From- no. Oh. Number 25. No. Number 25, I have a single handsome roommate named Gene. A roommate? Do you want- this is, this is 2010. 2010. Is there yeah. anything else you can give us? No, everything. I'll give you the ones that were important again. Prince Cyrus. No. Um, the guy. Um, I said. Blank was our second band to get a record deal. First one was when we were in high school. I have an extensive collection of superhero underwear. I have more tattoos than you think. My mom hates them. I had really bad acne as a teenager. Those were all important ones. I'm going to have to give it to you. Avril Lavigne. What did you say? Avril Lavigne. No. (laughs) not a band. You were so close. It was Adam Lavigne. I know. That's a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. You guys almost got it. He definitely had proactive commercials. We should have gotten that. He did. I know. You should have gotten it. Well, that is it for today. Thank you for joining our Hot Hollywood podcast this week. We hope you will join us again next week because we hope you're enjoying your time with us and maybe even learning something from it because we do try to deliver the hottest, most relevant news to you each week. Please share, like, subscribe, tell a friend about this weekly news podcast, and please tell us. Find us on social media. I'm Brody Brown or Gwen Flamberg, Travis Croton or Sarah Cro- or Sarah Huron. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Who's, who's coughing over her voice? I was sneezing because I have Huron. hay fever and my allergies are terrible. Lots of pollen in the air. Well, you can let Gwen know your condolences for her allergies and let us know your thoughts what you want to hear more of or maybe who you want to hear from on our podcast otherwise we hope you join us again next week on us weekly's hot hollywood podcast so long and farewell until next week